everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we'll share how a little wildlife adventure interrupted our off day. We'll talk about our excitement for opening day, and I'll reflect on how I was recently reminded how much Dodger baseball means to people. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Nothing like a nice relaxing off day before opening day. That's what we thought we were getting. <laughs> I really did. And I am, I don't know, I'm right back in it with the packing and getting overwhelmed when I sit down to do everything. But I had today pretty planned out and pretty ready for me to just tackle the entire day. And then I don't know, I guess. So did I. Wednesday is for the birds. (laughs) I was like, had this whole plan that, okay, I'm going to go down a list and like make this whole packing list. You told me to make an itinerary like to the hour for the day, like a schedule. Yeah, but I wanted to like, I usually just pack and throw whatever in I need to go in. And I literally talked to you. I was like, I'm going to like print out a sheet of paper and have like (laughs) everything that I pack, like computer, headphones, chargers, et cetera. And that way, every time I pack, you know, I'm just going to check it off. So I make sure I have everything when I leave the hotel, check it off, make sure I have everything. And you were like, yeah, print off like 16 of them. And then... None of that happened. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. There is still time. Well, maybe next road trip. Yeah. I mean, you can type one up tonight and we can at least put it in your suitcase and then you know. Because sometimes we bring our pillowcases on the road. You have chargers. You have different things. And we've actually yeah. left a silk pillowcase. I don't think real silk. I think that's not a thing. Maybe it is. Are you drinking sparkling water again? Of course. Um, what were the name of those? Those were... Um, they were Silk. The brand Oh, the silk, brand Silk, yeah. I think. And we left it and the hotel, I want to say it was San Francisco. No, oh, it was somewhere we were at and then I was calling when we were in San Francisco. But it yeah. would definitely make sense if someone in San Francisco jacked our pillowcase. But I'm calling them and calling them. And it's obviously, it's shiny. It's not like the regular pillowcases. And they're like, sorry, it didn't turn up. I'm like, well, it didn't just disappear. Well, it probably just got thrown in with the regular laundry. Yeah. And then someone, some lucky hotel guest got a silk pillowcase the next time they were there. Sure, they didn't put it back on. But yeah, different things like that and trying to be prepared. But the world had different plans this morning. We were actually making breakfast and we realized we didn't have eggs. Yeah. And so you said, okay, I'm just going to ride my bike up to, we have like a little market by us. And he goes to just get eggs. And he's like, keep an eye on the bacon and everything. I'll be right back. And I'm sitting at our island in the kitchen and I just see our dogs kind of staring at something outside. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? So I run out in the backyard and I just see this bird like bouncing, but like not squawking, but that's kind of like the motion. Like if you could see me like Flapping its wings, I guess. But you know when a bird's just like, like that kind of thing. Just like kind of like not not flying, not not even really like trying to fly, just kind of like bouncing along. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. I just, 
I don't even think I really processed right away that it was a bird. I just saw like something and the dog's kind of like reacting to it. And so I like grab, well, Rigby stays back, but I just like grab Moon and then I just run in the house and shut the slider and I text you and I was like, bird in the backyard, please come quick. <laughs> like, what was your thought when you got the text? I was literally checking out and I'm like, <laughs> what in the, in the world? Like bird in the backyard. Yeah. And I'm like okay so like I come home and I'm like what is happening and court's like I don't know there's a bird it's hurt um yeah it was not one of the wing it, one of the wings is hurt and I was like okay so we go out in the backyard and check this little guy out and it literally had like a laceration oh right? that's very medical term yeah right along like where its wing kind of like meets his neck or shoulder and it was like an inch long, like gash, and it looked like, you know, I don't, I don't know what happened to this bird, but we looked it up, and it was a what was it? Well, actually, credit to my brother because I text him because he always is very good at identifying like flowers, plants, wildlife, and he was like, "Oh, it's a morning dove." I thought it was a pigeon at first because I yeah. just I don't know what bird I expected to see in the backyard. But it was a morning dove, and then I look it up. I'm like, okay, morning dove, check. So that solves that mystery. So then we're like, okay, um, this bird is is kind of like in between our our patio furniture, like the lounge chairs, the lounge chairs by the pool. And I'm like, okay, well, we should get it. Like, oh, I went and got a box. Like, yeah, right away. It's like we should get in a box. I just went into action and we mode. We put a little towel in it, and it's like, okay, now we're trying to figure out how to pick up the bird and get it in the box. And obviously it's injured and probably scared like shitless right now. And it wouldn't even let us like get close to picking it up. Every time. Whoa. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> oh, he's sitting here drinking a sparkling water. This is absurd. I, I told think that you. that was my first burp on the show. <laughs> Just Good thing like, it didn't happen last week. I'm honestly like, this is one of those, like, I'm not even going to say anything because you already know how I feel, but continue. Anyways. Now that you've got that out of your system. So I go <laughs> and I get like a, I get like a big towel and I go to pick up the bird. And every time I go to grab him, the bird kind of like. He goes just, to get a Golden Road Brewery towel with yes. his face on it at well, first. <laughs> you told me to use that. That's, and that is actually what I used. <laughs> it was big enough and it was right there. So every time I go to grab the bird, it, you know, like starts flapping its one le one wing and I'm like, Stop like it. hopping <laughs> along. And then it hopped almost like to the edge of the pool. And I'm like, oh no, like that's the last thing we need. We don't need this injured bird <laughs> to like jump in the pool to try to escape us trying to help it. And so I tried like to be as slow and gentle as I could. And sure enough, Boom, right in the pool. And honestly, he look, he or she looked very comfortable kind of resting in the pool for a brief moment. Well, what happened? We have like a vacuum that has like a hose and it just goes along the bottom and cleans. And he, the bird literally like jumped in the pool and then like floated over to the hose and was, was just like, like perched. Yeah. It was like, like perched on the hose. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, how are we going to get the bird out? I'm going to go get the little, I don't even know what it's pool called. Pool skimmer. The pool skimmer. Yeah. It was a whole scene. I honestly should have filmed this. 
So I go and grab the pool skimmer. I'm like, you are not getting the pool skimmer. And you're like, I don't have a choice. And I come back and I'm like looking at the hose and I'm like, where the hell did the bird go? No, it was right there. I <laughs> well, had eyes it, on the bird. It like floated over like by the edge of the pool. And was I was fine. like, oh my yeah. gosh. So I get the pool skimmer and I scoop up the bird. The bird kind of like perches yeah, on, it was the, actually really on the lovely. rim yeah. of the pool skimmer. It was so quite it was nice. perfect because I was worried it was going to like fall on the net and then feel like trapped. Yeah, no. But it didn't. He just like that sat kind of on the edge. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> he sat up on the edge and then I like brought him over to the box that Court had so delicately, delicately made. And we yeah, I kind built of the like, box <laughs> right then and there. But you put the towel in there and yeah, you got them all I had set a whole up. So setup. we kind of like nudged him in the box and then he was like sitting in the box. I'm like, okay, cool. Got this. Now time to figure out what to do. And then we started making phone calls and oh boy. Yeah. I'll let you go. Well, I don't, I just assumed there was one number and someone would answer and they would come pick up the wildlife because I've, I'm an avid next door person and I feel like this happens all the time. I've actually went and visited animals like possums or things on next door where people say, Hey, I have this possum that I think got away from its little family and it's in this box. I'm waiting on animal control to pick it up. And we went I and like, that. yeah, we remember go. we went and we visited went and, and he was gone. It was gone. Yeah. And different things like that. So I have my finger on the pulse of the wildlife in the Valley, but I just assumed it would be a phone call and there were just so many options. There was like a nonprofit, but they were closed. I was thinking they would come pick it up, but I don't know. So then we call one of the LA shelters mm -hmm. and we call and we're, it says your caller number 11. If you want to call back, press one. We're like, great call back, press one. The callback comes what? Three hours later. Yeah. So almost, we, at that point, like we had secured the bird. He was out of the heat. We had the fan on him. We gave him some seed. He was chia seed, right? He was honestly dialed in, had some water. He wanted nothing to do with that, but I was just thinking, I don't know, maybe he was parched, even though he took a dip. But I'm like, okay, he's set up. He's ready to go. And we actually had errands to run because it's our last day before the road trip. So we're like, okay, let's. He's here. He's good. We kept checking on the camera to make sure like he was all good. Yep. And they call us back when we're out running errands and we say, okay, we can like, we'll be home. Da, da, da. And, and she was like, oh no, 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 I can't dispatch anyone if you're not home. And we're like, well, we'll like, we'll be we're there. Like, yeah. Like if someone's coming and she was like, you have to call back. We're like, oh shit. And so we call back and get back in the queue, which now we're in. I think 16, 16 on the 16 queue. callers ahead of us, but it doesn't give the option for a callback. So we're no. like, okay, we have to find another option. So come back home. Bird's doing great. He actually like kind of made himself comfortable and he was moving around a little, like his head was moving around. He was kind of like walking around a little bit. I'm like, okay, yeah. he's making like major strides in his recovery already. So I'm looking, I'm reading online and I'm like, I'm going to call the, like shelter one more time now that we're home and we're good. And so we're caller number like 28 at this point, which I'm like, I guess everyone got off work and just had like a wildlife yeah, injury. Backyard. Yeah. Everyone like, just came home on? to like maybe the heat. I don't know. Every like birds were just falling out of the sky, but it was actually not that long. And someone answers and she said, okay, I could see if I can dispatch someone, but why don't you just bring 
the bird in to us. And I'm like, okay, do I just close the box and just get the bird to you? Like, is he going to freak out and start like, I say squawking, but flapping his wings in the box and make it worse. Cause honestly, like the wound, like you could see, like it was at the top of like the base of his wing. So I'm like, if he's in there freaking out, like he's just going to be doing more damage to himself. So yeah, they say, no, he'll be fine. Just close the box, punch some air holes in and we're dialed in. But then we go outside to get the bird and the bird is out of the box and on like the chair, like perched. He's just kind of like looking around. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we got to get him back in the box. So we go to like set the box next to the chair and hope he like walks in and he just jumps off the chair. <laughs> like perfect. Actually, here's the truth. I went to film him because I was going to miss him when we dropped him he off. He was in the perfect position <laughs> to just like take one little baby step and he would have been in the box, like on the edge of the chair. I know. And Court's like, wait, wait, wait. I want to take a video. But I like I. And then she pulls out her phone and like is taking this video and recording the bird and the and then this bird like moves back to the middle of the chair. So now we're like, crap. Yeah, like, he did a U-turn. How are we going to get yeah. this bird in the box? Because it still won't let us like even come close to like picking it up and putting it in the box. So then <clears throat> the bird obviously was feeling a lot better, literally jumps off the chair onto the ground and starts like, Oh, he was strutting. No, he was walking like very smooth. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy looks incredible. Yeah. Like the Turner Animal Rehab Clinic in our backyard is going swimmingly. No pun intended on his little dip. But so then we're back to the freaking, what do you pull out again? The pool skimmer. Well, that's not, no. You got, (laughs) you got two paper plates. You're like, I'm going to scoot them on a paper plate and just like lift them in the I I'm mean, like, I didn't have work. like a, I needed like a gentle shovel, like a soft Like foam. a scooper. Yeah, but like a foam shovel. And I didn't have that. And I'm like, oh, I have a big box. Like I can rip off the flap of the box. And then I think we'll just get two chinettes. Yeah, that didn't work. Anyways. I w- well, then I realized I have a fear of birds, I think, because I'm thinking this thing might just start. I think it was taking me back to like the initial discovery of the bird when he was doing his like jump flap thing. I'm thinking, what well, this guy flies straight into my face? I don't know. Birds are just a little unpredictable. And so I kind of back off a little. I'm like, I'll, I'm going to coach and supervise and then <laughs> enter the So I go back to the skimmer. skimmer. Back to the skimmer. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, this worked earlier. I'm going to get him to jump he on the little the perch. perch. Yeah, he liked it. And then I'll set him on the box and he'll just kind of go right in. So I get the skimmer. I put it underneath him and he kind of like walks in, but he like overwalked the edge and like literally like went into the net. Yeah, but he was comfy. He liked it. Yeah, he wasn't like panicking or freaking out. He was no, just kind of like, like laying nestled. in the net. Yeah, like, probably oh, felt good to have like his, his like wing fastened to his body. So then the next challenge was <laughs> getting him out of the net into the box. And he wasn't helping us at all. I think he wanted to stay. Like, yeah, he was very net. cozy in the pool skimmer. Yeah, so we were like trying to like gently like Coax him move him too. out of the net into the box. And finally, we got him in the box. We got him in the box. Meanwhile, while all this is happening, you go on next door. I know. And I've find got. a post. I, f- I search injured bird in my neighborhood because I'm thinking I've seen this so many times. There has to be a playbook on here. 
And I see someone saying like, don't bring your bird to a shelter, a place, the one that I found. Yeah. Like, I guess that place was, I don't know. They were just like, don't do it. And they said, Hey, it's me. Uh, call me. I will save your bird. And so I'm thinking like, let's call this woman. And yep. so I have Justin call this woman twice. She doesn't answer. So we're like, okay, let's just take the bird to the shelter. Like oh, I left a message. Oh yeah. You left a message. And then like, we're just thinking like I'm flying out super early in the morning tomorrow. It's already past business hours. We've been on hold all day, like in limbo, like this, it, this bird needs to get care. Like it's time. And so we're like, okay, we just have to go to the shelter. It's already like what? Six o'clock yeah. at this point. So like most places are closed. Like this is our one shot like we can't leave him in our backyard while we leave for a week that's not good that's not happening so we get in the car well we close the box up as instructed a bunch of holes in it yeah and then we're driving there in it's 100 degrees in the valley and my jeep does not uh needs a recharge on the ac so that felt actually really really nice and i tell jess well at first i'm talking to the bird because i just want him to feel comfortable and i'm asking him if he ever saw bird box on netflix i was just asking (laughs) him if he i don't know wait can you tell them you named the bird i named him patches and i think it was appropriate just there were tiny little like patches of color he actually was very cool but he's a very sweet bird yeah like a stunner i have some photo well i have video as well before he jumped off the chair but he had this green ringer on his eye. And when he would close his eye, it was just like a it was like a gecko almost. Like a lime green. And then in the sun, he was like iridescent. Just a stunner, like an absolute stunner of a bird. Yeah. Um, I'm honored that he was in our yard, honestly. And so then I tell Justin to put on, because I'm driving, I say, can you put on maybe like Rock and Robin? Like there's some little like bird whistles in there that he might feel more comfortable. Um, and then Justin puts on When Doves Cry. I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> it was not. Well, you wanted a Robin song and we had a dove. I know, but that's like a, we don't want the dove to cry. Listen, that was one tough little guy. He didn't shed a single tear. He obviously no, had No, he a, was honestly like, I don't know if birds can like, act, well, if doves can cry. I know <laughs> Prince says they do. Prince believes it. But I don't believe that. I don't know if... If they could cry, I don't believe that Patches, I think he was strong enough. To give you guys an idea, it looked like Patches was <laughs> probably flying and like a hawk or a bird tried to like... Do a nosedive Tried to him. dive and like, like the, talent, the talent like scratched across his wing, but yeah. Patches like was able to maneuver out like of it. Like the resilient sleek bird that he was. And he just ended up in our yard. So totally. there was just like a, a deep like little thing and he... Honestly, he didn't show like he was yeah. in any pain at all. And it, yeah. I mean, it had to hurt. Yeah. He had a very eventful day <laughs> for sure. So we go through when doves cry. I think you put on. What else did I put Bluebird. on? Bluebird. There was another. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what the bye other bye one birdie. was. Yeah. You put on a little bye bye birdie. I was just kind of talking to him because I feel like if you're in an ambulance and you're on the way to the hospital, like that happened to me once and I'm they're talking to you and they're like, we're almost there. Like you're doing great. Even if you're like an hour away from the hospital, they're like still talking through it. And we pull up to the shelter. We were also worried because it was so hot. Oh my God. It was so hot. I had so like, it it was like I was in a sauna. I really need to recharge the AC, but or something else (laughs) 
or do something else. But so we pull into the shelter and your phone rings and it is our girl. Yes. And she is like, hi, I got your message. She goes, wait, is this the, cause you didn't say your name on the message, Nope. but it must be like a caller ID situation on your phone. And she goes, is this the Justin Turner? And you're like, yeah, anyway, so I have a bird. <laughs> you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the bird. And she's like, yeah, okay. So where are you at right now? And we're like, oh, we just pulled up to blah, 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 shelter. And she's like, oh, yeah, they'll put the bird down. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, honestly, I feel like this call saved our bird from death row. Yeah, she literally like said- Like, Patches was about to meet his yeah, maker. If they don't have someone, like, there that can- like work on the bird and help him get better, they'll just probably just put it down. And we were like, no, eh, I mean, no. I thought about like raising patches like f at home Yeah. at this point. So she's like, okay, I live here. And we put it in, it was like 10 minutes away. And she's like, okay, come to me. Like, how big is the bird? Like what kind of bird? Okay. I think I have a cage. Yeah. Okay. I have, I'm actually rehabbing two pigeons right now. It's <laughs> the bird lady. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh, we like the lady in uh, Home, Home Alone. Alone. Yeah. That's kind of what I pictured. Uh, so we just were like, okay, like we can't like surrender patches to this no. kill shelter. Yeah, so this, we're like, this I'm lady out. wants to like care. Yeah. For and I care deeply. Like I actually miss, I miss patches in this moment. Like truly I do. It's like, I don't know. I just, I worry about him. And like, obviously there was a reason he ended up in our yard like we we're going to be there to help him i don't know if a lot of people would have i don't know i don't know or even noticed it if someone was like at work all day like maybe he i don't know so we get to the gal and she is wonderful and we like open the box and like i actually didn't get to like say goodbye but we said we'll be in contact yeah i was like let us know if you need anything she's like i have a whole plan like we'll just have to rehab the wing and like he should be good. I knew Patches was in good hands <laughs> when she said, I'm already taking care of two pigeons and one of them has special needs. And I was like, oh man, like Patches yeah. is going to be. Great. Yeah. Cause obviously like Patches, like the one pigeon I think was yeah. just injured. And then she said there was something with the other pigeon, but yeah. I think, yeah, like he's going to need someone. And she actually had like she rescues dogs and she helps out with like some animal rescues and uh -huh. people finding like homes for animals. So I'm like, okay, this gal, I'm Patch into it. Patches is in good hands. Yeah. And he might have some new pigeon friends. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like thinking, I'm like, I know you're not allowed to keep wildlife. So obviously when the other birds are rehab, she like said, I hope we can be there for the release party. Maybe. But we'll we'll definitely keep in contact with her. Maybe and we can uh, let Patches fly at Dodger Stadium one day. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Return Patches. Do you remember the, the opening day? Was it a hawk or a bald yeah. eagle? And it didn't come back. It came back like later. Later in the day. Yeah, it's one of those like. I think it was a hawk. Was it? Yeah. Maybe it was a bald eagle. I it just, was something that was really rare. Yeah, it was really cool, but. So yeah, we'll let you know about patches. That was our day. It was, I don't know. It's, I get emotional thinking about it, but I really wanted the best care for him. And honestly, if we weren't going on the road, I probably would have like, I don't know what I would have done if I would have like dressed his wound. I didn't really know what to do. Like, well, I think you might have to dress it and wrap it. And so he doesn't use it and get it better. But we definitely fell in love with patches very quick. Yeah. But he also 
was a giant wrench in our day. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely just destroyed just our nothing day. Nothing went the way it was supposed to. No, absolutely not. Ugh. But it looks like, you know, we should have. Nope. Don't say it. A great time. <laughs> a wonderful. Don't bring up the weather. Yeah. It was so good last year. It was. It's going to be beautiful. I feel like we get pretty lucky. I don't know. We'll see. Minnesota, I've never been. It'll be one of my new states and stadiums. And so I don't, I don't know. I'm surprised that it's not a dome, but here we are. I can't say my hopes are as high for Minnesota since they already canceled their opening day. Yeah. That was And it's strange. not even like, they, they did it like 40 hours in advance. It did say 100%, but honestly, I've, I've seen like crazier things happen. Like we are, I was in Cabo, I think for a girl's trip last year and they were basically saying like we're in the path of a hurricane and they came to the little like place we were renting and they took all the patio furniture inside. They were like boarding up the windows and obviously there they've been hit really hard mm-hmm. with storms. So you're like, okay, I guess this is just like, should we be worried? Like, and then it just never, it never happened. And it was the next day was the most beautiful day. So who knows? We'll see. I'm sure there's a backup plan and all that. I have, I'm packing my poncho. So only cause your mom is making you. <laughs> yes. My mom is coming to Minnesota and she told me to bring our ponchos. So um, I'll be ready. Do you remember in DC when for a playoff game, they canceled yeah. the game in the morning and it didn't rain a single drop. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we'll see. Sometimes I think they're a little quick on the trigger on the old weather. Are you fired up? I'm I'm excited. I think that it's like I've been saying I'm so ready for games to count and for them to get to a point where they matter. But honestly, I just kind of want to slow it down and just enjoy it and yeah. enjoy every game. And I think that that becomes the focus because you guys have always played so well that I forgot who it was that I ran into the other day. One of the like stadium workers and they like, I can't wait for games to count. Like, Oh man, I just want to kind of enjoy it and cruise into this season. Well, just like spring training, I think once the games start and they they get going, like the season just feels like it starts flying by and you're like, you're just in the thick of it. Like go, 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 go groundhogs day every day. Never know what day of the week it is. Um, unless you're playing a day game, you just assume it's Sunday like it starts flying by once it starts. So I, I hear you on the wait a minute, like excited to start, but like let's enjoy this time before it starts just snowballing. Yeah. You guys have a somewhat new ish looking team. So yeah, we got a know. lot of new guys. We got a lot of new yeah. guys. We got, really good. Who we got? Freddie. We got Kimbrel. We got Heaney. Lots of new faces. Heather Anderson. Daniel Hudson. Well, that's an old familiar face. An old fam- old friend alert. Old friend alert. Eric Steven. Old friend alert. But back <laughs> but back on your side. Yeah. So I know. I talked to Sarah Hudson the other day and I was like, crazy, you're back. Like, how do you how does it feel? She's like, I feel old. Like being back. Like I'm and I was like, Sarah, don't do that because I'm two years older than you. So <laughs> if you're old, then I am old. So can I hype up a teammate real quick? Uh, absolutely. A new one that I didn't mention? Yeah, absolutely. That 
you know, obviously I, I love all of our guys and, you know, everyone is great, but this guy just brings like a little bit different edge to the, to the table. Okay. And he's probably one of the less talked about guys that we got this year. Hanser Alberto. High energy, funny, like always in a great mood. I love that. He reminds me a little bit of Juan Uribe, like personality, everything, how he yeah. goes about it. Like he reminds me of Juan Uribe. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun playing on the same team this year. Yeah. He's been fun to watch in spring. Yeah. Keep an eye out for, for Alberto. I think he's a sleeper and man, what a, what a spark plug, what a personality. That's I mean, fun. he's very vocal in the dugout and very positive and constantly like, you know, rooting for everyone. Like he's been an absolute, like an absolute gem of a human. That's so fun. Maybe they'll mic him up like Dino the other day. Oh my God. It would be, it would be gold. He's, he's so good. And so funny. <laughs> Every time they mic up Dino, it's just quality audio and video. So we were giving Dino crap the other day because we're like, way to go, Dino. You ruined our, all of our video. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I go, well, you were mic'd up. And that he's was like, a good Dino impression. He's like, well, yeah, I was mic'd up. So how did I ruin your video? And I said, because the whole game, they had half the TV screen on you. So like all of our video was like super condensed. Like we looked all tiny. No one had like the full view to go back and watch their ABs. He didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently neither did you. <laughs> I was waiting for the end of the, like the hook of the joke. It wasn't really a punchline. Oh. I don't know. that's fair that was bad (laughs) no it's all good uh i wanted to take a little moment and not get well maybe get a little sentimental but just as we look into the season and i mentioned kind of just like taking it all in and soaking it up and just where we're at in your career like having that extra appreciation for everything and obviously your career means so much to us and the platform that we have uh the baseball provides us and how we choose to use it through our foundation. Just kind of wanted to share a couple little stories. Uh, I know sometimes baseball, like everyone will say, Oh, you're playing a child's game or I don't know, like people get caught up in stuff and they get mad at players or managers or other fans from other teams. And I think a lot of things really get lost kind of. So I don't know. First we get, emails to our foundation all the time. And this woman reached out and asked if, well, she shared the story uh, with me, with us of her brother who was a veteran and he had lost his life, PTSD, just awful and heartbreaking. And she wrote and just said, I don't, we're not, we don't want money. We don't want anything, but I just wanted to share our brother's story with you. And if you can honor that in any way, oh my gosh, they, they lose their brother and they think I'm going to reach out to our foundation and share our brother's story with them, which I'm already like, oh my gosh, this is like just different people that we're able to meet and connect with just always, I don't know, takes me back. And, um, so I wrote you and I was like, I don't know what to do for Mm -hmm. this family. I was like, what if we like send, like you just send him 
like an autographed baseball and, you know, inscribe on it his name and, you know, army and his division and, you know, just like in honor of him and just send it to this family because I don't really, I don't know, you just really never know, like nothing ever feels like it's enough. And I even wrote you like a few times, I was like, I don't think it's enough. Like, I don't, I feel like we should, we should do something. I don't really know. And obviously this, like, I don't know, like to us, it seems like something so small, but then, uh, his sister reached out to us after they received the baseball and they were just completely emotional and blown away and just so thankful and, they said, you know, the Dodgers are everything to our family. And that was the way we we're all connected. And, you know, we're all such huge fans of Justin. And like, I thank you for like honoring my brother and like even responding. And this just made all of us like, we just broke down and this was so special for us. So like, thank you. And I'm just going through, like this was on social media and I just am going through the photos that, she had posted of her brother and there was a photo of him as like a little, little kid at, you know, sitting at the Dodger game. And they even mentioned, oh, we're going to go to a game um, like in his honor later this season. And it's just crazy. Like just like those old photos and seeing that that, you know, the Dodgers are what brings this family together and just like a little gesture of a baseball that like to us just seems so small. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to like bring it all together, but just, I don't know. And I know I feel like we, like people will say like, oh, bigger than baseball or like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like the Dodgers and like, I know when you guys didn't have the season in 2020, like how many people were saying, like we were just walking down the street and be like, oh, you guys need a season. Like you have no idea how much this means to my family or like how many families sit around at dinner and watch the game or go to games or I don't know, like enjoyed it with their grandparents or it was their first date going to a game, like how much it means to people. And I think that that, I don't know, just sometimes gets lost in like the season. I don't know. I think people get caught up in stuff and then like you have these moments where you're like, wow, that is really cool that you're a part of this team, this organization and able to have that impact. And the Dodgers, it's that like themselves are able to have such an impact on a family. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's stories and situations like this, which make court and I absolutely love and cherish all the work and effort we put into our foundation because it presents opportunities to impact people's lives in ways that we wouldn't even realize otherwise how much it's impacting them. And I think you know, on your point of baseball and people needing baseball, I think it's overlooked at how much people rely on certain things to connect with certain friend groups or certain family or having something in common with a group of people that if it wasn't there, you might not, you know, communicate with those people. Yeah. Like hardly ever. So So it it's brings them together. So, so important. And that was, you know, one thing that was on the back of my mind during this whole lockout is because we knew how heartbreaking it was that so many people 
and how difficult it was to so many people in 2020. And we didn't want to put our fans through this again. And to have this opportunity to, like you said, make as small as a gesture as it seems to most people of signing a baseball um, in honor of her brother and sending it. And then you see how enormous of a gesture it was to that family. And I can't wait for them to come out to a game. I know they, I think they live up North, right. And uh, a lot of the family lives in Vegas. So it's obviously going to be a special trip for them all to get together and, and come out to a Dodger game. And hopefully, you know, we get a chance to go down and meet them and spend some time with them. Yeah. And this, I'm, I'm sharing this obviously less about us doing a gesture. That's not my point. It's just that, the gesture allowed me to see just another situation of how much Dodger baseball and baseball in general can like connects families and how much it means to them. And it's really cool. And on, there's another story I'll share someone that ran the marathon for us actually earned a Jersey and I don't want to spoil us because I think she hasn't given the Jersey to the family yet, but after I'll give an update, but she earned a jersey for how much she fundraised and instead of the jersey for herself she wanted to give it to this family that actually um lost their dad well their husband and their dad um during covid and she said that she always sees this family at the cemetery and um sorry this is like it's so like crazy to me but um, and she's like, Oh, can you just make it out to their family? I want to gift it to them. And I don't know, just, I look up this family and, and I find the obituary of this man and I'm reading it. And there's a part that says at the memorial, we want everyone to wear Dodger blue or Dodger gear, like wear your Dodger jerseys. Or I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know. It's just the, these like situations all happened in the last week and just kind of, I don't know, made me realize like how much the Dodgers mean to people. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's definitely easy to take it for granted how amazing all of our fans are and how much they like, you know, are dug in with us on every single pitch and every single play and every single win and every single loss. They feel all that emotion with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these stories, like you said, like these stories aren't to say, oh, you know, we're doing all these great things. The stories are. No, it just allowed me to realize. Yeah. And which I already knew, but I think like these really like brought me there. It's just a reminder going into the season that. Yeah. How much we know that the season means to all of our fans. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a pretty big Dodger fan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to take anything <clears throat> away from you, Court. This no. is your podcast, but um, there's probably a lot of... Come for Justin, stay for Courtney. That's, that's what I've been told. Exactly. So. I burped tonight, so I'm getting kicked off. So <laughs> this will you're going to have to stay for Courtney. Absolutely his last episode. But yeah, just just reflecting on the impact of you know the season and the Dodgers and what it all means to everyone individually. Um, you know, We kind of talked about it before the show and thought it was a good idea before this thing gets going to just shed some light on that. And hopefully if you're listening and you're probably reflecting on, you know, what the Dodgers mean to you and what baseball means to you and your family and friends and 
how you spend that time together and how you share that, that bond because it is, you know, our national pastime. Bleed blue. I think if everyone has their story and wants to tweet it at us or send me a message or whatever, I actually love hearing like how people got into baseball and if it's through like, you know, their dad bringing them to games or their grandparents, you know, like going back to Brooklyn days. I, I always love hearing like, I think people always like come up to you and be like, oh my gosh, I've been a fan since that. I actually like love hearing that. So share it with us. We would yeah. love to know what the Dodgers mean to you and your family and how they connect you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Time to kick this season off. Off to the Rockies. Off to the Rockies. 5,280 feet. Is that right? I don't know. Mile high. Did I make that up? Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> no, I think that's correct. I think they have a magazine. Like, yeah, 5280. It's really cool in that stadium. If you don't know this, there's a line across the top of the stadium that's purple, and that actually signifies, like, one mile high of altitude. Did you know that? I actually stayed in a ho- – well, we weren't allowed to stay in the hotel with you guys. The That made a lot of sense. But last opening day – Kelly and I had to stay at a different hotel because mm-hmm. we could live with you and but you couldn't stay with us on that. the road yet. yeah we so <laughs> it made no sense but. so we are in this hotel and on all the photos around the hotel it was just facts about Coors Field and different little things so I actually did know that oh, so well, I don't know see good thing you didn't stay with us <laughs> I never would have <laughs> learned never it never would have known oh man we had fun we actually were talking about that we're like remember much fun that trip was and all the postmates we ordered and all that but no um well that's gonna do it for this week and friendly reminder to subscribe are you okay i am (laughs) to the podcast rate and review send me your daughter stories i would love to read them and hear all about it and we'll talk to y'all next week after opening day or your bird rescuing stories send those ones too i don't know (laughs) if anyone's gonna have those but uh, yeah please have little patches in your thoughts and prayers for this week please no i'm serious i'm actually like honestly terrified that i'm gonna wake up tomorrow to a text from our bird guru but it's fine it's gonna be great he's gonna make it prayers for patches <laughs> someone's gonna like start a GoFundMe for this little guy no i'm gonna fund patches okay <laughs> all right we gotta get out of here <laughs> all right we'll talk to y'all next week see ya bye boom Bum 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 b